Renting your first place after leaving the family nest can be quite daunting. There's new bills to pay. You have to do your own washing. There are neighbours always hanging around. And the rent comes every month. But with it comes a new sense of freedom and no one to check up on you. Today, we're going to do our first case study where we find out what you need to know about renting your first place out of home. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real copyright is growing faster than we all expected. We have clients that take us from Werribee to Windsor, Melton to Mulgrave and Frankston to Faulkner and everything in between. If you want a copywriter who knows Melbourne and can help you sell your properties with the finesse it needs, call us at Real Copyright 5977889. That's our phone number 5977889. Tom Hawkes is our new copywriter here at Real Copyright. Plus, he has just moved out of the family nest. Not just out of home, but to a completely different suburb, 25 kilometres away from Mum. A little bit far to ask her to do the washing every week. Here to tell us all about it. Welcome, Tom. How are you? Good, Sue. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Today is our first case study, which is pretty exciting because we're going to be talking to a whole heap of people this year about their experiences when it comes to real estate. So we're going to give you a bit of um, understanding on a personal level. Today we are going to talk about your journey about moving out of home and all the things you didn't think about before moving out and you wish you knew. So there was a... There was a few of them, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a few. There's always <laughs> one. Now, how long had you wanted to move out of home before you actually did it? You know, it was in the thoughts for a couple of years there, but yeah. I wasn't really ready for the last six months or so. Um, so it was probably a few months of looking where I was really keen for three or four months. And yeah. um, it took a bit of a process to get there, but we, we got there in the end. Yep. So what was your game plan? The game plan initially was probably, as my siblings had done, probably go into a share house. It yeah. seemed probably a financially better option. And, you know, that's all part of it. Everyone goes to a share house. You don't really get your first um, yeah. place your own first time out. Yeah. So I went in looking for a main bedroom ensuite. I wanted all my own space. I wanted my own quarters almost, my yeah. own level or maybe my own back of the house or something. Yeah. And I went on about six or eight tours yeah. and they were all good, but nothing really captivated me. So that was the plan. But I did that for a few months before realizing I wasn't sold on any, you know, I saw probably six or eight properties Yeah. Um, looking at the flatmates platform and going yeah. at all different homes. But it wasn't until I started thinking about, gee, I wouldn't mind one of my own. Yeah. Um, that I was really sold on something. Yeah, cool. How many places did you actually apply for? Did you apply for any of those share houses or did you just apply for the one that you ended up with? There was one. I went to a various amount of suburbs in the city, even South Bank, Richmond and those kind of things. Yeah. And there was one just prior I found in, in Hawthorne that was just a two-bed two, two bed place that I was yeah. pretty interested. I did apply, but then I ended up missing out on that one. So this was the first sole apartment that I applied for and it worked. Yeah, awesome. What did you think about in terms of bills before you moved out? Like you had your, well, you already had your mobile phone going. Yeah, I had my mobile phone, had my gym, had a few of those, well, running my car and those yeah. kind of basic things, but not more than, you know, $100 a week or so. So it was, I knew it was going to be a big step up <laughs> yeah. for sure, as well as the initial price of moving and everything. So I knew it was going to be a financial hit for sure. Yeah. So like you've got electricity and gas at your new place? Electricity, gas, internet came on me, which I didn't expect. Yeah. 
Did you do you have water or does your landlord no. pay that? No, I've got water as well. Yeah. Uh, see, some some you can get away with water. Like as an investor, I've got to pay the water for my tenant. Really? So I think it all depends on how they all where they're placed with some things. But okay. yeah, but sometimes you get lucky with that. Mm. Sometimes you don't. What more did you need to factor in in terms of your monthly bills? Monthly bills. So the grocery is actually a big one. Yeah. And eating out and spending, that's one of the ones that uh, had to factor in. And then, yeah, internet, electricity, water, gas. And then little things add up like your medical bills, Mm. if you need scripts and um, those kind of things, yeah. Yeah, the things you sort of forget about. They forget, but you have to pay them every month. Yeah, you do. Um, How about... Moving out of home, did you, you know? Was were you able to get a few friends and a trailer to get your stuff out of your mum, dad's house, or did you? Oh, I was pretty lucky in my case, it, as it was with a private landlord. As we'll yeah. get to, I it was pretty much fully furnished. Yeah. So I just needed to get a bit of bedding and uh, a bit of uh, kitchen equipment and those kind of things. But I was lucky. Yeah, I didn't have to do all the major moving of beds and couches. Yeah. So you got your toaster, got your kettle, got those two out to buy those two things. Yeah. Kmart run on the first night, but it was yeah. all right. Yeah, cool. Um, got your tea towels and your crockery and cutlery, a couple of pots. Got those things. Most of them were there, luckily, but yeah, <laughs> have to get a couple of those. Still have yeah. to get a couple. Few t- few towels for having a shower in your bath mat. I think I brought one or two and realised <laughs> it was well short, so I had to top up. Yeah. Um, what else do you have to think about? Oh, so, you know, I think the first thing I really missed when I moved out of home was the old sandwich maker, the toaster sanger, mm. you know? Um yeah, there's all those little appliances you actually don't yeah. really have room for. Or you yeah. forget that, you know, you don't have them in your kitchen. I've only got a toaster and a kettle. So all yeah. those little things you miss. I just bought a Nutribullet actually yesterday. Oh, yes. First thing. Yeah. I've got really proper appliance. But, yeah, you miss yeah. all the little things that the So mixes. you buy like 20 bucks worth of fruit to put in your Nutribullet? <laughs> <laughs> I got some sort of sweeteners and all these kind of things. Apparently you can do pancakes. But yeah, still got still got that to look forward to. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, now, when I moved out of home, my mum and dad sat me down and asked, have you thought about a fridge and a washing machine? Um, what do you need for uni? Like, did you get the sit-down talk with the parents? Well, I managed to escape the sit-down talk. I think it was a tactical one because I only mentioned it the night before I left, um, ah. which is a bit of an often thing with me and my family. But um, yeah. I managed to avoid that. But I think I was at... An age I was mature enough to go and uh, yeah. financially competent, so it was okay in the end. But yeah, yeah. mum was a bit sad. Uh, maybe a little bit, I'm sure. But <laughs> try not to worry about that. Yeah. Now, have you set yourself a budget and have you stuck to it? Yeah, it's a funny one. You know, I speak of at the start. I was thinking, oh, I've got to get five big items, as in if I'm getting my own place, like a TV, a couch, yeah. a fridge, and I was thinking, gee, probably two, three grand for all that lot. Yeah including bed and all that, but uh, lucky enough with a private landlord to escape that and yeah. have most of it already there. So there wasn't an exact budget, but um, certainly did spend, I did have to get a TV in the end. So there wasn't an exact budget, but I probably spent a thousand or two Yeah. in the first uh, few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Cause that whole moving thing, like I helped my son who's 20, he hasn't moved out of home yet, but I've spent, I think last birthday i bought him all this stuff from Ikea. I think we spent 500 bucks wow, on, yeah. on stuff. Mm. And, you know, it's everything from the toilet brush to the, I don't know, what else did we buy? Oh, a knife block. Yeah, you need one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the big chunky kitchen knife is mm. 
kind of need one of them. Oh, I did the IKEA run as well. Pretty yeah. fun. But I think, yeah, just stuff. I just bought a chair and a few other things and it was about 350 for yeah. my first run. So yeah. all those things you forget about. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have a short break and come back with more from Tom and he will tell us about the reality of it all. Now you're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada talking to our new copywriter, Tom Hawkes. Tom will be looking after our Inner East clients. He loves period homes and the lifestyle these inner suburbs enjoy. So now, Tom, what type of property was your first property you leased? Now you've sort of touched on this, but what do you end up with? The one I end up with in the end was just a small unit in Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, a one better, but a really nice little one. Yeah. A very different to what I was initially looking at. So, um, so balcony courtyard, courtyard. So ground floor. Yeah. And having it kind of almost like its own private entrance. So yeah. a little bit of, um, in mind of having the dog in there. So mm-hmm. one day, so. one day. Yes. Well, um, yeah. And so you've got parking. I've got underground parking. Oh, so that was, that was good. That was an essential cause I had looked at some in Richmond and there wasn't parking and mm. it was going to be floating around in parks all day and just sounded like a headache. So happy to get the park. Yeah, definitely need to get the park, especially in those suburbs. Now, um, you have said that you rented it privately. Now, how do you do a bond when it's private? Yeah, well, I was a bit worried about this as well because it did seem a bit dodgy, but I went through RBTA Mm -hmm. and you just put the money through there, just like a bank transfer, but you get more of an official receipt. So you know that you're safe and it's covered and that money comes straight back to you when you're done. So that was all good. That's the plan anyway. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what do you wish you knew before you list a property? Is there any, like, thing that really, like, damn it? Yeah. The, probably the one thing, the small thing, is probably to check, and it's it's a good tip for those, check the internet, check your phone yeah. as you go in there. Because I'm thinking, you know, it's my first time out. I'm trying to save a bit of cash yeah. where I can. I'm, and I've got a big phone plan of 100 gigs, I'm thinking, that'll just be the internet. That'll cover yeah. it. And then I realised that Optus doesn't really work in here. Yeah. And you're going to struggle without internet. Yeah. So after a couple of days, bang, I'm out. I'm paying $80 a month on internet. So I didn't factor yeah. that in. So that's probably one thing to check. And that was yeah. one thing that probably caught me out. Yeah, look, it's funny. So many, there's so many, um, not hotspots, what's the other one? Like um, blackouts or, mm. you know, of internet spots in certain buildings a lot of apartment buildings don't have great internet and then others will have the internet is paid by the building and they've got proper um internet points like cat five points or whatever you want to call them like hardwired points within the building but then you need to create have your own little plug to create a wi-fi within your apartment yeah, for sure. So Something that, to keep an eye on, yeah. Yeah, so but they're in a lot of the newer apartments, like mm. like there's even pockets out in Clyde and like where the internet's amazing, mm. but the mobile phone coverage is shocking. You mm. can't you know, make a phone call. Yeah, it's probably something to keep an eye on with the ground floor as well. I don't know yeah. if that comes into it. And I know a lot of yeah. people love the ground floor, but you've got everything above you, the concrete's all above you. So I yeah. reckon that's got something to do with it blocking out and you know when I go deeper into the building into my bedroom I get nearly nothing where yeah. I can a little bit in the lounge so something to keep an eye on for yeah. sure and it does depend on your provider some mm. yeah 
um, I know around here they're saying Optus is useless, like the whole, you know, community page around here. Oh, I'm so sick of Optus. I'm yeah. sick of And then who else is better, Vodafone or That's Telstra? For sure. Yeah, because or... my, my landlord is on Telstra and he said, oh, the internet's amazing. So yeah. I was just trusting him, really, not thinking I'm on Optus. <laughs> Yeah. And that you get caught out. So yeah. you've got to know who your provider is. Yeah. Now, you told me that you're actually going through a, um, a private landlord rather than going through an agent. Um, how's that been for you? It's been terrific in my in my case so yeah. far. The guy, I think I've just got lucky, yeah. to be honest. Um, initially, we did a bit of negotiating on price, but yeah. he was happy to come down. So, But just with maintenance and everything, it's just been so easy. You know, in lockdown, yeah. I got this... Um, parcel in the mail and I was thinking I didn't order anything and he'd sent me a gift box of chocolates and all this oh, kind of thing nice. which you wouldn't expect off your landlord but I yeah. think I've just gotten lucky so far yeah even offered to say well I'll just cut the bond out or I'll give you that back you know it was it's been almost too good to be true oh gosh yes you are lucky <laughs> um, what do you love most about living on your own having to be able to have people over whenever you want and mm-hmm. on whatever terms so you can have yeah, and whatever time of the day. So you can, yeah. as a young man, like to go out. We have pre-drinks and all that and then even kick-ons, which I've got in trouble for once, but yeah. hanging out afterwards at 2, 3 o'clock, which, you know, <laughs> you could never do at your parents' house, but you definitely couldn't do at a share house really either because yeah. you're dealing with um, other roommates. So that's probably been the most enjoyable. Yeah. How's the washing and cooking going? <laughs> what are we, four months in, five months in? Oh, five, six. Five, six. Plus, I think. Yeah. Um, Got your routine happening? <laughs> Not being expanded on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the spag bowl's going really well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. The cooking, yeah, that's probably one of the things that catches out a lot of people, yeah. especially the young young men out there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's you can get it done if you know yeah. the basics. I'm sure everyone can push through, but you'll get caught out and you'll be getting Uber Eats if you don't know how to cook. Yeah, and that gets expensive. That gets really dear. You don't factor yeah. that in. I was listening to one radio personality say recently that they spent $37,000 a year on Uber Eats. No. Yeah, insane. Mm. And I said that's, you know, you work that out and it's like 100 bucks a day or, yeah, it's $100 a day. The ease of it now is just, yeah. you just can Because it's 365 meal. days in a year. If it's 37000 that's 100 bucks a day. Pretty much flush, yeah. Wow. Yeah, insane. Now, there's got to be something you miss from home. There is, and it's it's certainly the dogs. The dogs, yeah. yeah just oh, I've had dogs my whole life, and just yeah. yeah, you can't live without them. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of that way. You've got one right at your feet right now, haven't you? <laughs> Comfortable here. Sure. Yep. Um, now, what's the next step? Are you going to rent something bigger or aim to buy? It's a tough one from here because I've yeah. I've gone to something pretty decent. You know, mm. like it's hard to really. There's not much point sidestepping. I think it's going to be it's going to be here for a fair while, to be honest. Yeah. I would like to buy, but it's it's obviously tough for us. Um, I reckon the the key is to um, just stay where you are, and then when you're ready, buy. Mm, you know, that's the thing. And when you're, re- I'm really into the property market, so I'm thinking, gee, I would love to move here and here, but it's probably not wise. I think bank what you've got, and then as you say, go on and buy one day. Yeah, but uh, could be many, many years from here. Uh, I reckon. Look, you know, you never know. You're in a big city. <laughs> you might get a bonus from the boss. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> What do you wish someone would have told you before moving out of home that would have been useful? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think probably the biggest thing, just to cover all bases in terms of the bills, I mean, the internet was probably a big one Mm. for myself and 
as I went on about the kitchenware and the bedding. Yeah. Did not see that coming. Um, tea towels. Everyone forgets about tea towels. <laughs> chopping boards. I mean, chopping, chopping on plates is not that effective. No. So yeah. That's probably it, yeah. And I guess, you know, if spaghetti bolognese is all in your mint, you just need a couple of pots, probably a fry pan and that's about it, <laughs> yeah. yeah? Fry pan and something to boil the pasta, that's it. And knives, chopping knives, you need. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was a gift for my brother. So oh, that, that was, was nice. That was lucky. Yeah. Oh, there's all the toiletries. I didn't actually yeah. expect that because at the start you've you've spent a couple of grand on stuff. Mm. I've spent a thousand on a TV. I've spent this on this, and then you don't want to spend any more money, and then you realise I don't even have soap and shampoo oh. and all these things. I didn't think of it, you know. Yeah. I think of my food shopping. I'm like, I need oh. toiletries. I have a cleaning products like yes. a bit of spray and wipe and a bit of a sponge and a mascara to wash your dishes with. Mm, you forget about those things. Yeah. Dishwashing liquid. Yeah, all that stuff. It's sort of like a different mindset, isn't it? Because mm. you've had other people do it for you oh, all the that's time. That's right. <laughs> like I know when I talk to my son about moving out of home, he's like, oh, I'm going to have all these parties, we're going to have all these mates over, it's going to be the best time with my friends. Like did you have those ideas in your head but the reality was a bit different? Yeah, it's. I was. <laughs> that was a bit like my case, you know, because – I was in the other boat at home. I never really had people over. I was just yeah. that person who was like, oh, we'll go to yours. Yeah. So I was thinking that. And then I realised I don't really know how to um, create events and stuff. Like yeah. I'm just used to jumping on board of other people. So yeah. it was a bit different than what I thought, but still there's been some good times. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, Tom, what sort of advice would you give to anyone thinking about moving out of home? Yeah, I think don't hesitate. Go for it when you're ready, but have a plan in terms of the numbers. So... Make sure that you've got a plan for all your big five, what I call it, yeah. all the ma- major white goods, but then also the little things and just factor that in and don't forget about internet, don't forget about medications, don't forget about all that thing, all yeah. those type of things, yeah. um, just so you've got all bases covered. Yeah. Another thing is do you worry about contents insurance and stuff like that or you just think you haven't got enough yet to warrant it? No, I'm, I don't think I've got contents insurance. I'm not sure I know what it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe if um, you've got more than just one uh, $1,000 TV, you might consider it. Okay, yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. I understand. Oh, look, it's more if, for instance, if the place went on fire, mm. all your clothes, all your TV, all your bits and pieces are gone and you've got nothing to replace it with. Yeah. So um, I think you can get insurance for like five bucks a week or something. Okay. Um to cover, say, 15 grand sort of stuff. Right, yeah. You know, it might be something you want to look into. Yeah, when I get a few more assets, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, or you precious about your clothes. <laughs> do you know, like, generally, yeah, like, you know. Because, um, you know, your clothes can be a big chunk of your uh, asset pool. And they're valuable, age. like, just to yourself, aren't they? Yeah. More yeah. than what their actual worth is even. Yeah, yeah. Nothing worse than going out. In your dressing gown out in the middle of the road and you've got nothing else <laughs> when the fire starts. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, thanks so much, Tom, for coming into the studios. Um, any recommendations or where those looking to move out of home for the first time should go check out? Definitely would go to the Rental Bonds website to make sure you know where your bond is. And you can yeah. also check out Ten- Tenants Vic, yeah. the website. There's some good stuff on there. And maybe go to Consumer Affairs. They have plenty of great stuff to look at when it comes to renting. Beautiful. Now, We're going to put all those websites in our show notes and our social media. So thanks, Tom, for helping out those 
keen to move out of home. Thanks for having me, Sue. <laughs> it's okay. Now, next week we will have one of Tom's favourite subjects, preserving architectural heritage with Mark Stevenson from Trethowan. We will be looking into what is considered heritage listed, what is a heritage overlay, and what you can do when you buy a heritage property. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies, and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 59778889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right. Right.